0: Welcome to the Win Daily Show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. I'm Jason Mizrahi, and I'm partnered with David Jones from Atlanta. David, how you doing, bud? Hey, man, doing good. Just down here in Atlanta and
1: self-quarantine, trying to figure out when we're going to get sports back, but also really uh, deeping, uh, diving deep into this NFL uh, trade deadline stuff. So I'm excited to talk about it with you.
0: Yeah, me too, man. I actually got out of my quarantine within a quarantine. Me and my wife have been quarantined since last Wednesday. Just as precaution, nobody's sick. Nobody has any kind of symptoms. But about two days ago, we got a little argument. So I was technically within my own quarantine um, because we weren't really talking for a couple hours. So that was pretty funny. But yeah, you know what I'm doing, my thing, you know, doing a lot of research for this NFL game, doing a lot of research for MLB season long. We've done a couple of drafts together. And, you know, really rebuilding windailysports.com. I'm using this as a positive. A lot of people are negative, you know, kind of dwelling in their sorrows. I'm looking at it as a positive. I'm hanging out with my family a lot, spending a lot of time with my one-year-old daughter. So it's definitely a positive on my end. And I'm trying to keep everybody else positive. I'm spending a lot of time, you know, playing the stock market, trading the stock market. But who'd ever thought that just six weeks ago or eight weeks ago, however far you want to go back, that a everybody's going to be working from home. B the stock market crashed. See this wild epidemic called coronavirus is going to wipe everybody's you know current lifestyle and kind of just make it a 360. And probably the most wild thing out of all these things is Tom Brady has moved to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Man, if you told me that just a couple weeks back, I would have never guessed. I know some smart people, smarter than me, took you know props on Brady going to the Bucks, won a lot of money. I seen some screenshots. I wish I was that smart, but I did not see this coming, man. Did you see this? I thought he was definitely retiring in a couple years in Patriots, in New England, and I was completely shocked that he, he said first that he was leaving, and then I'm like, all right, based on that, he's probably going to the Chargers, you know, go to L.A., he's from California, the Bucks. I was completely shocked. What was your take when you first heard that?
1: Yeah, I was expecting Tom Brady to stay in New England, too. I mean, who wasn't, right? You, you just figure that he's going to end his career there. He's probably the greatest of all-time quarterback, and he's just was the face of Boston for so long. Still will be, too. I mean, it's always going to be his team, even when he's done with Tampa Bay. But it's just going to be weird to see him in that Tampa Bay uniform, especially those uh, creamsicle-colored ones. But, uh, you know, we'll see what he's still got. Look, he had a down year last year. The Patriots didn't get as far as they wanted to. Can he walk into a new system that has different weapons, that hasn't built an entire offense around him already like the Patriots were doing for his entire career? Is he going to be able to handle that? Mentally, yes, but it just depends a lot on that defense and depends a lot on that offensive line in my my
0: eyes. I don't know, man. Like, a lot of guys rid him off. I don't think this is like – You remember when Peyton Manning kind of got in his last couple years and it really looked bad. Like, he was throwing ducks out there. He got that championship based off that defense. But Brady's on another level, man. He's never – outside of that injury early on, he never really had a major injury. He hasn't taken too many crazy sacks where he's been wallowed by, you know, like a defensive lineman. The guy stays in crazy good shape. It's not like he's using his feet – um, where he's getting slower in the pocket or like that he's just a smart dude and he you know you said the system he can work within any system and I've seen him made a lot of people money over the years you know these these guys that like a Danny Amendola or even an Edelman like Edelman's gonna drop off big time with whatever quarterback comes in there he's made guys so much money in that receiving court guys that were I would call him tier two receivers. He turned them into tier one. Guys that wouldn't be playing on other teams, he made them into 60 reception, 80 reception guys. I think the system was, you know, built around that defense last year. And they had no offensive weapons. They've had no running back, no tight end. Like, who did he have last year that really, you know, would make him look good? They didn't never had a running back. Uh, I don't know if you consider James White or Sony Michelle a running back, but nobody who was, like, breaking... Big rushes or anything like that. And their wide receiver core, outside of Edelman, who was hurt a lot last year, who else did they really have? You know, when they had Antonio Brown out there, they, they were lighting people up. Um, when they didn't have him out there, they were going to guys like, you know, Josh Gordon never really made it to the field. Um, I think he still has him, And I think if anybody can do it at, at that age, it's him. And he's now going to have three major weapons. Um, I, I hear people saying, oh, you know um, – Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard, um, they're going to have lower numbers this year because Winston was throwing the ball so much more. They were playing from behind. He was throwing those picks and yardage this, yardage that, but I think he's going to make everybody better there. I don't see a a downtick in those numbers, and I think they're going to be in more competitive games. Yeah, they might be blowing some teams out and not playing from behind as much, but I think. The system around Tom Brady is a good thing for for Evans and Godwin and that whole entire offense. And I don't think this guy's done. Um, the teams that are the most happy about this move are the teams like the Jets, the Bills. Everybody's been an AFC East that kind of had no chance of winning the last couple of years, um, the last 10 years. I think those, those are the big winners here. The teams that don't have to play them. The Jets actually have a shot now. The Bills have a really good shot. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins still do. And nobody really talks about the other side of it. I've always wondered who was more important. Was it Belichick or Brady? Now we kind of get to see where you're leading right now. Like, do you you see Brady having a great year and Belichick and the Patriots not having so good of a year? Or do you think Belichick finds a way, picks up whatever quarterback is left and just does his thing and the Patriots do better? How do you see that playing out?
1: I think Belichick always finds his way. I think he's got a plan for. I mean, you don't let Tom Brady go from the Patriots unless you have a plan moving forward, right? Obviously, Tom Brady wasn't in that plan. What does Bill Belichick know that we don't? Well, or what does he know that we do know? Is that Tom Brady's declining and it's time to start over with someone new? There. Look, right now they've got the uh, they've got the quarterback from uh, Hoover, Alabama. Uh, jared stidham over there that they're liking a lot you hear that the coaching staff is into him but he's not going to come in and replace tom brady it's not like tom brady coming in and replacing drew bledsoe back when he won the super bowl so i don't know i think brady's done i'm i'm more on the side of that the receivers on tampa bay aren't going to have as good of numbers because james winston at this point in his career has a better arm than tom brady he can chuck it further down the field He's going to throw it even when you're not open. It's going to give those receivers something to jump up and try and come down with. Look, the pass completions uh, percentage might go up for them. But as far as uh, the big the big pass play to go all the way down the field or Chris Godwin having two touchdowns or Mike Evans having two touchdowns, I don't think it's going to be as good. And also, we have to see what running back Tampa Bay brings in. Todd Gurley's on the market now, and that's one of the teams that needs a running back. They don't have a lot of money, but they might bring him over. And if you have a good pass-catching running back like that, that, that can stay healthy. That's going to pull away from Tampa Bay's receivers too because they didn't have that last year.
0: Listen, I, I, I agree to some extent, but I, I'll, I'll take Brady over Winston. Even Brady's 50, I would take him over uh, Winston with a fresh arm. I, I just don't believe in Winston. Um, I just don't think he forces way too many things. I think from a franchise perspective, you know, Brady can still do a lot more. And I still think for numbers-wise, you know, Outside of them playing from behind all the time, because I don't think game script will be in their favor as much. I think Brady will manage the game better, put him in better spots to be in the lead. So he doesn't have to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game for 400 yards. Outside of that, I think Brady can still throw the ball 40, 50 yards down the field. Pretty much no problem. I think he's going to be more accurate than Winston. And he's going to just find people like there's so many times the Patriots to call up a play and Brady does whatever he does. I don't know if he's audibleing or he's, he's playing, he's calling a play in the huddle or, you know, somebody in, you know, Belichick's camp is calling a play, but there'd be so many times that, you know, the Patriots will run a play. And like I said, I think it's a lot of Belichick, but they run a play and like people are just wide open. Um, so I think there'll be a lot of times that Evans and God will just be wide open and, you know, Brady will hit them. Um, I don't think they stay in in New England with this other quarterback. I think there's a couple guys out there uh, that will land there when all is said and done. Do you think it could be Cam Newton? Because he's, like, one of the last pieces left on the market. Or do you think it could be somebody else? Do you really think they get this young guy to to run in there and and run the first-year offense with Belichick? They might. I don't think it's going to be Cam Newton.
1: I mean, even if Cam Newton goes up there, it's not – I don't think it's just automatically his job. I think he'd have to win it from Stidham. Uh, but look, you're also you're not gonna let Brady go to get an injury prone Cam Newton come up there and try and take over Boston. You're gonna rebuild that team. It's a franchise that wants to win Super Bowls, and you're gonna bring in someone who you think can lead that team for the next 10, 15 years. And Cam Newton's definitely not that guy. You would have you would have just let Brady stay there.
0: So who who's it gonna be then? You really think it's his young kid?
1: I didn't think that until I started reading up on it more and it, it says I mean I'm reading that they like him I mean we have to see how it ends up I don't know I predicting Bill Belichick isn't something that I think that I can do but uh at, from what I'm seeing right now it looks like it's his checkup.
0: all right so where do you think let me put you on the hot seat right now where do you think these other quarterbacks end up going where does Cam Newton end up at this point I
1: don't I don't know. Maybe the Chargers. Who knows? Uh, uh, Oakland still has a need there. He can go up there and try and fight Carr for the starting job. Uh, but how, I don't really know how healthy that Cam Newton is right now. I mean, Carolina let him go. If he was uh, that healthy, wouldn't he have just stayed at Carolina? You know, so we just have to wait and see. I think Cam Newton's on the backside of uh, his career here. And he had a great career, but I think it's about over for him as well.
0: Okay. And, you know, we continue the, the free agency talk here at the Win Daily Show live on XM. You can always just shoot us a tweet if you have any suggestions, any questions at Wynn Daily DFS. Another big mover that I thought, you know, was a nice move for the team that acquired him was Stefan Diggs going to Buffalo. Buffalo had a really good defense. Um, I believe in Josh Allen running the ball, passing the ball, just a competitor in general. And they got Josh Norman now. So their defense is going to be even better than it was last year. Now they get Stefan Diggs. I know there's been some, you know, um, Josh Allen slack out there that, you know, he's not that accurate. And Stefan Diggs is, you know, you got to hit him with his passes or he's going to start barking kind of like he did with Kirk Cousins. Um, but I think it's a nice addition to this Buffalo team. I think they got to be the favorites coming out of the AFC East now. What's your take on the Stephon Diggs Uh, situation in Buffalo? Oh, I'd
1: love to see the Bills get to a deep playoff run. I loved him last year. I'd love to see him do it this year. Look, the one thing Buffalo was missing last year was a star wide receiver. Uh, they didn't have it. They couldn't make any trades. They tried to pull one over at the deadline. It didn't work out. So getting Stefan Diggs, who's one of the best in the game, uh, is is definitely a step in the right direction for him. I know his uh, Josh Allen's Axe 3 was off last year, but he also didn't have the best wide receivers. And look, he's going to be the face of that franchise. For years to come now, and he's a starter in the NFL. I mean, he can be make an accurate pass. I think him and Diggs can figure it out. And you also don't have Diggs trying to fight with Adam Thielen to get more of the uh, target share. It's going to be a lot of Diggs. It's going to be a lot of Josh Allen, and then they're going to let the Beasleys and whoever's run the 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 small routes close to the quarterback and dump it off. But Diggs is going to be in for some big plays. I do like the move. I think they got a piece that they needed.
0: Yeah, you know, the Bills now are, you know, to win the AFC championship, they're tied for, I guess, fifth um, in the running as far as odds from Vegas right now. They're 15 to 1, the same odds that the Patriots are currently getting without a quarterback, and the same odds the Steelers are getting. The AFC is in favor for the Kansas City Chiefs to repeat, win the AFC championship. They're basically at around 2 to 1. Um, same thing with the Ravens they're they're five to two which is like you know two and a half to one those are the two favorites right now coming out of AFC East and then kind of shocking to me it's the Colts I think um, they played well last year but Persept played pretty damn good as well you know he didn't have a bad season they're actually the third most favored team to come out of the AFC they got Phillip Rivers now how do you feel about the Colts? you think they, they're a team they really compete with or are they just still a second, third-tier team? Uh, I think they're still a
1: second or third-tier team. Look, uh, Phillip Rivers, it's just over. If it wasn't, again, like we're talking about a lot of – Quality quarterbacks who had a great career is just coming to the end for them. I mean, if you can't get it done with Keenan Allen, the wide receiving core that he's had for the past few years that he's familiar with, a great pass catcher like Austin Eckler, and even Melvin Gordon in there when he decided to play, I mean, you're not going to go over to the Colts and let Naheem Hines run up and down the field on everyone. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Naheem Hines is going to be overdrafted next year. And because a lot of people are hyping him up right now because Phillip Rivers is there. I just don't believe in it. He's not accurate with the ball anymore. I think the Colts are going to struggle heavily, and um, I, I would have maybe even stayed with Brissett. But they also – I don't think they paid too much for Rivers to let him try and rebound for one year. But after this year, he's hes probably done, guys.
0: Yeah, I think he is, man. If you If you would put a bet out there for me, I think Brady finishes with a way better season – um, than Rivers and the Colts. And I think the Buccaneers do better with just the leadership of Brady going to Tampa Bay. I think they, you know, he probably ends up getting some talent around him, some extra talent like a Gurley or some other veterans who can protect him. And people are going to want to go play for Brady. Rivers, I know he's he's a competitor, but I just never really liked his game. You know, always making bad passes at the end of the game. Kind of like the opposite of Brady. You know, he kind of mm-hmm. makes the mistakes when you can't make mistakes. He puts up numbers, but... You know everything down from his his playoff win record, his regular season win record, and just the way he throws the ball. I just not a fan across the board. He's a good guy, but not a fan. Um, the Buccaneers right now um, are one of the heavier favorites now. They're actually tied for second currently for Vegas odds coming out of the NFC. The 49ers are basically four to one, and then these t- three teams are tied. Around, I guess the math will work out around four and a half to one. The Cowboys, the Saints, the Bucs um, are tied right there. How do you see this NFC playing out right now? Do you think there's a clear-cut favorite in the 49ers? Their defense is legit still. You know, you would have to think Garoppolo gets a little bit better. Um, they still don't have too many weapons offensively outside of, you know, a, a couple guys, you know, that can do things. Maybe they, they get better in their second year. But... It, how do you like the NFC? Do you think the 49ers come out clear, or no. do you think someone else makes a run at them? No, football
1: is a funny sport, man. Whenever you think you have it figured out, you don't. There's always some new team that was terrible the year before that pops up. That's why it's a good idea to look at these long-shot Super Bowl odds. I took the Bills to make the playoffs last year. Everyone thought I was crazy because they were – terrible the year before but it's football it changes over you have a lot of moving pieces you have huge quarterbacks going to other teams I can't really make a prediction right now we're not through with free agency but I certainly don't think it's clear cut for the San Francisco 49ers I think the Rams are going to have a lot of trouble I think you've got a you know The Cowboys are always kind of in the running. You just have to wait and see, man. The Vikings lost Diggs. They're probably going to have trouble. You might have a healthy Adams for Green Bay the entire season, which would help him and Rodgers. But is Rodgers on the back end of his career, too? It's just – it's hard to say. But what you're seeing now is a lot of these young quarterbacks come up and win big games, something that wasn't the norm a decade ago. You've got Lamar Jackson. You've got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, So we just – and you've got, uh, you know, down in Arizona, we can't really count the Cardinals out either. They just got DeAndre Hopkins, and they have a very promising quarterback themselves. So we're just going to have to wait and see.
0: A couple people were getting on Twitter and and saying the reason why Brady ended up choosing the Buccaneers was a simple fact that he does not want to face Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. And he felt like, you know, they felt like coming out of the AFC – gives him a leg up and you know to to his to the people on Twitter who are you know kind of getting at Brady for making that decision makes sense you know I wouldn't want you know the Ravens and Lamar Jackson they're going to be good for a while Um, the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes you know you know they're probably you know going to be Super Bowl favorites for the next couple years if that team stays intact with Tyreek and and Mahomes and all the talent they have around Um, a lot of moving pieces Andy Reid's great coach so, you know, it's kind of a smart move to move to the NFC and just kind of – but the AFC East was so easy for so long that, you know, the AFC East was a nice place to kind of land. You kind of guaranteed yourself with the Dolphins and the Jets um, to, to be in the playoffs every single year. Um, in the division, on the NFC side of things, not sure how much it changes stuff for him um, with the Buccaneers playing, you know, the, the teams they have to get through. So they might have a easy shot. How do you feel about your Falcons right now, man? You know, are you happy with the moves they made or are they kind of just sitting back saying, it's going to be another down year? Yeah. I'm still uh, I'm still waiting.
1: So we have a need for a running back and we're actually a suitor for Todd Gurley. I would be I would be relatively happy with that. He's got something left to prove. I think he still has a little gas in the tank, but man, you got to worry about those knees. We just traded away Austin Hooper to the Cleveland Browns. We pulled in Hayden Hurst down from Baltimore Ravens, which I actually don't hate. Look, I don't think he's on the same skill set level as Hooper who had a breakout season last year, but Hayden Hurst can play tight end one in this league. I truly do believe that. I believed it last year. He was just trapped behind Mark Andrews, who was also having a breakout season. So Baltimore drafted. To two great tight ends. They had to trade one of them because Mark Andrews is the guy there. And then the Falcons also traded away Desmond Trufant, who was our standout defensive back, to the Detroit Lions. So we have a need there too. I think Atlanta still has some rebuilding to do, but that's what these uh, off seasons are for.
0: No, I think Atlanta they made a good move with Hurst. You know, he, he probably they probably got him a little bit cheaper than what Hooper is going to end up going for. Um, and I think it's a good move. The guy, the guy just wasn't featured as a a pass catching back. But anytime he got the ball thrown to him, he caught it. He rumbled down the field. And with Matt Ryan in a dome, um, with Julio on one side and really on the other side, he's going to be facing single coverage. He's going to be forgotten, man. He'll have a good year, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a similar year to what Hooper put up the last couple years. So I like that move. But at 30-1, to are you putting any money down in your Falcons to make the NFC Championship? Uh, Not right now.
1: We have to get a running back first. We do not have a running back, and we have to plug some defensive holes, and we have to to get better talent on the offensive line. So I'm not very confident in the Atlanta Falcons right now.
0: So I know it's a little bit early, you know, but we'll discuss it anyways. Um, These odds. Um, When do you think the right time to bet these odds are, and what teams are you looking, you know, just by knowing the teams and the trades and what's going on, what teams are you starting to think about potentially making a run on? Is it, you know, a team like the Bills? Or which teams are you starting to eye? I know you're not going to place your bets just yet, but which teams are you looking at currently to make some moves on? I will bet on
1: the Bills again just because you can hedge it out towards the uh, end of the playoffs when uh, when that comes around or when they get to the playoffs. Look, I don't really have my eye on anyone besides maybe the, the team that would pop into my mind. And not just because of the big DeAndre Hopkins trade, but it would probably be the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think that they do have some talent on that squad now. I think the defense was getting better. Obviously, Hopkins helps. They've got Kenyon Drake, who was a breakout. Kyler Murray just has a lot of weapons there now. You've got Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald still when the defense is focusing on Hopkins. Larry Fitz is going to catch it if you get it to him, and Christian Kirk can be a big down Uh, down the field threat like he was last year so I think that they could make a run as one of my long shots this year
0: now do you think the Arizona Cardinals you know funny DFS talk right now do you think the Arizona Cardinals will be able to cover the tight end this year
1: uh yeah that's a good question if they can't figure that out then I, I what are we doing here you they know that they're terrible on it they know that they have to fix it I mean if you're the coach of that team you don't just sit in the office the whole offseason and just say, Well, I guess everyone's going to beat us with the tight end again. you are They're going to have to plug that hole. Yeah, I think they fix it. I think we have another team to pick on next year.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, what do you think? You know, one team I'm looking at right now, like I said, I'm not making any bets yet, but on the NFC side of things, you got the Seahawks here, 10 to 1 to come out of the NFC uh, division to, to make it to the Super Bowl, not winning the Super Bowl, 10 to 1. I think they they post some good value there. I think they they got Greg Olson. Not like that makes a big move for them, but they dealt with a lot of injuries last year. They were close. They almost made it. You know, I think they're a team that can maybe you know make some moves potentially to help Russell Wilson. Maybe get him another you know pass catching receiver or you know shore up part of that defense. And they're they're not too many pieces off. Outside of that though, I can't go any farther down. There would be like the. The most I would go down from a NFC Championship perspective. Like I didn't look at the Super Bowl. I think it's way too early to look at the Super Bowl. But you know, from a Super Bowl perspective, they're twenty to one. The Bills are thirty to one right now. Um, the Patriots, listen, at thirty to one, you never know. They, if you get the Patriots now and they end up signing like a Cam Newton, um, that would definitely push their odds down. They probably go from thirty to one to twenty one. So if you think the Patriots go out there and grab. One of these last quarterbacks that are left, and outside of Cam Newton, who's left right now?
1: Uh, the guy that they've got Stidham, but I I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I I just have a hard time believing too that Cam Newton with is I don't know he can just. He can get in arguments with the coaching staff too, right? If he goes up there and starts barking at Bill Belichick like he would sit down in Carolina and starts, you know, pouting. He's out and, the
0: door and, in a minute.
1: He's out the door, man. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure he, that's the environment for Cam Newton. I think Cam just needs to go somewhere where they're going to let him play, not put him in this elaborate system of, uh, and, you know, it just doesn't seem like a Belichick quarterback to me. I, I doubt that Belichick's even interested in him.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. The more we talk about it, I kind of agree with that. and. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, the Houston Texans, man. What were they thinking making that trade? You know, you have DeAndre Hopkins, probably top three best receiver in the league. You know, he grinds it out, plays hurt, um, does everything he can. Had a nice, you would think he had a nice, you know, relationship with the Sean Watson. Um, They were doing work every year for the past couple of years. And they just go out and basically dump him for David Johnson on the Cardinals. Kyler Murray had to be just so ecstatic when he heard that. Um, That's a weapon that you want to have on your offense. But what were the Texans thinking here? Is it just straight a salary dump and just, you know, get rid of this guy. We're going to move forward. And just a total rebuild when they pretty much had, they had a nice core going there. You know, if Will Fuller can stay healthy with Hopkins and, you know, they add a couple pieces. They just added a running back with Watson. You have a young quarterback that, probably has top five talent in the league right now for sure guys a gamer why would you do that man it really does not make any sense pay the dude you're gonna have to pay somebody else in the future to pair watson now you gotta worry about watson leaving in a couple years when he's like you giving me nothing i want out uh type situation why do you think management of teams you know it's free agency and i never get too knee deep in the financials because a lot of it i don't understand i'll be honest with you, i'm good with math and i'm good with numbers but like sometimes these GMs make these moves that just make no sense to me. Like this one, doesn't. Same thing with baseball, man. Like you don't want to. Like I know, you know, a lot of time with the Mets, like oh, we should maybe trade Syndergaard or or Degrom. I'm like, for what? Mm-hmm. You're gonna trade them for draft picks that probably don't pan out. These mm-hmm. guys are guaranteed commodities. Just pay them, keep them, and rebuild with them. Don't just start fresh. Like I don't, I'm not a big fan of the to start fresh approach because it's going to take too long and then nobody's going to want to come to your team. And that's my take right now in the Texans. Like, who'd want to go there in this situation? And I feel bad for Watson, man. I really do because the guy is a stud. Um, what do you think was going through their head to, to make that move?
1: I, it, they had to rationalize it through some salary cap uh, finance or something. Look, I don't, I don't know about all that. I know it looks like they got bent over on this deal. They got David Johnson. They gave up Hopkins. You know, it's just – it's it's a tough call for them. What are they doing down there? It wasn't working out. They're not advancing in the playoffs. Maybe they just want to start fresh. Maybe there's something behind the scenes we didn't see. But really the problem is it's not so much trading DeAndre Hopkins. It's what they got back for him. Like they could have dangled him around every team in the league and gotten significantly more back than David Johnson, who got beat out basically for his position last year. I mean, I know he's dealing with injuries and stuff, but – drake was starting over him if i'm not mistaken, even when david johnson was back so they traded for a second string running back who's again towards what would appear towards the end of his career look he's coming off a huge injury and that takes a long time to get right but his explosiveness was not there if he's working hard in the offseason maybe maybe he springs back into shape good for him but uh i don't know it just looks bad they should have done a lot more with deandre hopkins
0: so now with um, the last guy to talk about, and I kept him last for for good reason, is Jameis Winston. You know, Brady kind of took his job. Uh, Winston most likely has to go to the Colts. Maybe there's an outside shot that he goes to the Patriots. I think it's kind of the same situation with Cam. You know, Winston, you know, a lot of, like, talking on the sidelines, talking to his players, not really that positive from the outside looking in. Um, You know, he had some off-the-field situations in college. I don't know how that works. Kind of like the same mold as Cam a little bit. Make a lot of mistakes, throw a lot of picks. Um, Has talent. I can't really see him going to the Patriots, but it's been a a crazy offseason. So whatever is the least expected outcome uh, probably hits here. So it might be the Patriots. But the Chargers, Patriots, Raiders, um, Colts look like the top four destinations here. Uh, where do you think he ends up landing? Well, the Colts got
1: Rivers, so they're not going to be
0: going after yeah, yeah, James sorry, Winston. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Take the Colts off. Yeah,
1: practice. so uh, pro- Jameis Winston seems like a uh, Gruden kind of guy to me over in Vegas. He'll let him go over there, challenge Carr for the position, but also Gruden seems to just be attached to Carr. So it's, it's a tough choice, but all the, the options are running out, man. So he's going to have to go somewhere. If I had to choose the top destination, it's going to be Oakland again. Doesn't seem like a, uh, he's going to go to the Patriots. If he was going to the Patriots, why wasn't he included in like a Tom Brady deal or something so they could at least get something back for him instead of just releasing him? Uh, so yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to see what goes on with Winston there. No idea, but I do think that the news is going to be coming in the next 24 or 48 hours.
0: Yeah, we'll probably see. I'm going to say the Chargers. I don't think I think Winston's going to want pretty much top money. You know, somewhere up there. I can't see – I can't see a team, you know, going after him who already has a quarterback like the Raiders. Like, they're paying Carr. Yeah. You can't pay Winston to be a number two or to fight. I think he wants a guaranteed spot, and I think he wants his money. So, I think it's going to be Patriots, Chargers. The outside team potentially is – you have to find a team who's not really happy with their quarterback – um, a team maybe like the Bears with Trubisky or, you know, another team has like a young quarterback that I'm not too happy about. Maybe comes out of the woodwork here. I'm not saying the Jets or the Giants, but, you know, maybe some wild card team that's thinking about we got to make a move because we just don't like something that hasn't been really talked about much that's in mm-hmm. the, the locker room. But, you know, I don't know. It could be the Bears because Trubisky got benched a couple of times. I think they're kind of done with him in Chicago. And I could see Jameis um you know he needs a good defense maybe they they turn or try to turn him into more of a game manager like they were trying to do with trubinsky and maybe winston kind of turns around there so i think that would be um the potential landing spot as well but um i'll tell you too i'll tell you too jay sorry to cut you off but the the bears just
1: pulled up nick Foles recently too i don't know if you saw that news so he's going to be up there uh, fighting Trubisky for that starting job. Trubisky's still going to have it, I think, but maybe Nick Foles can do what Nick Foles does and take the job by the end of the season. I, so then, I think.
0: Yeah, so then it comes down, man. You're right. If they got Foles there to possibly, I don't think they're going to want a third guy, especially on a level of Jameis, because then that just wouldn't make sense to sign Foles. So then I think it comes back to the Patriots and the Chargers. Or Jacksonville. Listen, who does Jacksonville have right now?
1: Uh, Gardner, Gardner Minshew right now and they just got rid of Foles so unless they're in love with Gardner Minshew which I'm not sure that they are they could be looking at Jameis.
0: Yeah that's a possibility man um, you never know with Belichick man maybe he sees something in this guy maybe he really wants to make that move to, to do it um, I don't know but I think the Chargers would be like the de facto kind of spot for him. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you got a nice receiving cord there. Um What's going on with San Diego, man? Like, I thought that would be like a nice landing spot for a quarterback. You know, you got you got Keenan, you got Mike Williams, um, you got Hunter Henry, you got Melvin Gordon, which might be out, um, out. and yeah. then you have Austin Eckler. Um, why didn't nobody already go to the Chargers at this point?
1: You'd have to ask the Chargers upper management that. They're also going to have a shiny new stadium to play in that's being built right now. Yep. Uh, I think Jameis would be a, a good fit over there. I like the weapons that they have. I think he's going to chuck it just like he was to Evans and to uh, Godwin last season, and that's that's what you can do with Mike Williams and with uh, with Keenan Allen out there. So, I mean, I'm just excited to see. We don't really know. We're speculating, but that does seem like a good landing spot for him.
0: So then with San Diego, you know, Melvin Gordon is still there currently. He's a free agent. Um, We haven't really talked too much about running backs here. Um, Melvin Gordon, man, the dude is a talent. I know he got hurt last year and Eckler kind of turned him into a backup somehow. But Mm -hmm. Melvin Gordon, I think, is a stud, man. Like, I I would love to have him on any team that I root for. I think he's really good. I think he's still underrated. People kind of forgot about him because Eckler played so well when he was gone, but the guy can catch out of the backfield. He can do goal line work. He finds the end zone. He's got the speed to break, you know, some big, you know, chunk yards here and there. Um, where do you think Melvin Gordon lands? You know, is there a spot for him to, to go with uh, Brady in, in Tampa? I know the Seahawks still need a running back, and yeah. then – God forbid, man, if he goes to the Chiefs, like if the Chiefs get a guy like Melvin Gordon that they can just sprinkle into their offense, um, that'd be kind of wild too, man. So where do you think a guy like Melvin Gordon lands?
1: I know Seattle still has a need. I know Tampa Bay still has a need, but they don't have the money to really pay Melvin Gordon. I know Atlanta Falcons need a running back, so he's got to be on the radar there. Uh, but he's definitely leaving the Chargers. I mean, that is when they signed Austin Eckler to that big contract. That was to see you later. Thanks for sitting out half the season and trying to get your money. It doesn't work. The problem with that with Melvin Gordon is there's a ton of capable running backs that are trying to get into the league, coming out of college, sitting, in the, sitting behind other running backs that are starting right now. We sit all the time when a running back gets hurt. A lot of times the guy comes in behind him and does just as well, if not better. So, you, I mean, for Melvin Gordon to sit out and try and get that money in the position he was in obviously was not the smartest move. It did not work out for him, and now he's going to another city.
0: Yeah, it didn't work out for Le'Veon Bell either, so hopefully these running backs kind of get the idea, man. Le'Veon had a terrible season last year after sitting out. Melvin Gordon definitely lost, I would assume, some money. He lost his playing job, uh, his playing time, and his job, so not a good look for him uh, I think you know between Gurley and Gordon I would prefer Gordon who would you lean there are you going to take a Gordon or Gurley if you had a choice for your team
1: it might depend on the team let's see if I'm an Atlanta Falcons coach. I'm just saying if you yeah. if you
0: can pick either one salary independent uh, and you can just grab either one of those guys who would you grab for your team I think I'd probably grab Gordon
1: just because I, I just don't have faith in, in Todd Gurley's knee. He's had too much trouble with it. Uh, he wasn't getting played full run by his coach, even in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's not a good sign. So I would I would take the what I perceive to be the healthier
0: back. Yeah, I'm looking at reports here. You know, with DeAndre Hopkins gone, Stephon Diggs gone. The next guy on the totem pole from, you know, a couple of reports I've been seeing is Robbie Anderson. I was kind of shocked to see him as the last or the best wide receiver left um, after Hopkins and Diggs were gone. Anderson, you know, deep ball catcher. Um, He had a couple of big games last year. I know he won you some money in DFS. He won me some money in DFS at times. He wasn't too consistent, but I think that was more a product of his team and his quarterback, you know, the Jets didn't have, Darnell starting because he had a uh, Mono for you know four or five games there in one rough patch so he never really had a consistent quarterback his whole entire time with the Jets so he could be in for a breakout season um, I'm reading reports maybe the Vikings need to replace Stephon Diggs now the mm-hmm. Saints still kind of need a number two or number three receiver depending on what you want to call it and then the Packers as well You know, I know Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. He loves getting Devontae Adams the ball but they still need a number two receiver so I think he's a good number two fit Mm-hmm. to go alongside a Michael Thomas or Devontae Adams or a Adam Thielen there. Um, do you have any takes on Robbie Anderson? A little bit smaller type mm-hmm. receiver, but he still gets those big plays down the field.
1: Yeah, thin guy. Um, I, you know, he's been in the league for a few years now, and he has like a good game, two good games a season. I know he hasn't had a great quarterback to be paired up with, or maybe he's just not a star wide receiver. I mean, we'll just have to see. He had a couple of years to prove it in New York. It never just, it never really happened. He's got a name cause he was in New York because he'll win someone a hundred thousand dollars one weekend during DFS. But, uh, I don't know. We'll just have to see. He's definitely not a wide receiver one, in my opinion. So trying to go fill that digs role, it might work out just because they have feeling there. I think he's a better fit in Green Bay. Personally, they were really, really struggling with wide receivers during the season. The guys who started when Adams was out virtually fell off the face of the earth when he came back. So Rodgers definitely needs another guy to throw to. I think that'd be a really good fit.
0: Yeah, I agree with all your takes there. You know, the rest of the guys that are left are, are clowny, a lot of defensive guys, but we've been focusing this show mostly on the offensive side, um, you know, with, with Brady and these quarterbacks, and who knows, in the next 24, 48 hours, a lot of new news is going to break down. You know, you can always tune into Win Daily Sports, and, you know, we're going to keep you up to date. We hope we have football back soon um, with this coronavirus epidemic, you know, basically taking over our lives man i've been on quarantine for about a week and a half like i said i'm not sick i'm just playing it safe i think it's a lot more serious than people are making it out to be even at this point right now i mean you talk about it all fair all the time david like you really gotta you know be on the safe side here man you can always go make money you know you can always you know spend time outside playing around outside and, and hanging out and going to, going to the dinner, bars and restaurants but You got to take this seriously right now. This is a serious condition, a serious situation. The reports are getting worse as far as younger people, older people, not having this, not having enough space in hospitals. So do everybody a favor and kind of take it easy right now. What have you been doing? You know, let's talk a little personal real quick. What have you been doing um, to stay busy um, during these times right now?
1: Yeah, so I'm in Atlanta and I've been on quarantine for about 6 days and my house is spotless. I have cleaned my house <laughs> numerous times. I've been doing yard work, just stuff that needs to get done, man. There's not a lot of DFS, but when what we do have is there's some soccer leagues that are still going on. So we've been looking into that, trying to scrape up some talent that knows about these soccer leagues that can tell our subscribers at Win Daily Sports who to play and how to play. And you've also got this League of Legends stuff going on on DraftKings and now Fan uh if you don't know anything about that, JT over at winddailysports.com wrote an article about what to look for and how to play that too. So we're trying to adapt over at Win Sports with what we have available. So come on over, sign up for a free membership and we'll try and help you out.
0: Yeah, I've been I, I started with Mexican soccer. Um that was I was crushing Mexican soccer for like a good week and I was all excited about it. I was kind of getting the hang of it. I could even find it on TV somehow. And then it went to Turkish soccer, and that is off the radar now. I think I heard some rumor that the Turkish players were upset being forced to play, and they're, like, ripping up contracts. We don't have Turkish soccer. I'm in the DraftKings lobby right now. I don't even know what league this is, man. It's it's AL. I don't know if that stands for Algeria or Albania, <laughs> wherever it is. But it looks like we have a new soccer in dra- on the DraftKings lobby right now. I'm going to check it out. I have no clue what teams they are. I don't even know what's going on. I've heard I've heard some crazy stuff. I heard they want to do fantasy fishing. I've heard some wild stuff over the past couple of days, man. But eSports, it really looks like it's going to stay. It looks like it's going to be the DFS of the future. Like, I was totally against it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't want to play. But after day one, I, I still entered a contest because I'm a degenerate. But day two, I'm like, damn they're filling up contests oh my god it's a 10k first place and then the next day I'm like now yeah, they're filling a $20,000 contest so this continues and I think it definitely does continue I think it gets a lot bigger I've been hearing some rumors that um more teams want to get involved they can open up more leagues a counter-strike league and maybe an NBA 2k league I'm not down with these simulation stuff I think that's just ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. if they're playing the game, okay. If they're simulating a game and people watching a simulation, that's just utterly ridiculous. Like, it's just... No, that yeah. shouldn't even be allowed, man. I think it's just, just go, pl- Just go play roulette. Yeah. I, I don't even... I, roulette's actually cool. I think roulette's cool. I love roulette. Simulating a video game it is just ridiculous, man. But I think esports, at the end of the day, I'm starting to learn there's a strategy to it. Um, it's not going anywhere. There's three games going on pretty much a night all week long. Um, so there's not too much overlap. You know, I thought there'd be more overlap, but they have a showdown, uh captain spot, and they have three games. So there's players and there's definitely an edge, dude. Like I've cashed the last two days playing it. So I'm technically a profitable player and not knowing much. I'm profitable only because I know more than the other people who know nothing mm-hmm. um, because it's really tough to find information. And I was, now, I was talking to uh, Jim, who was basically went all in, Jim Thompson from Windaily Daily Sports. And he went all in on doing research. And what he's found is stuff that probably takes you like 48 to 72 hours to find information. And the average gambler or average DFS player who just wants action on a given night won't do that. They won't do the 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours of work. And they won't follow up that work with refining their process over time. So because of that, there's going to be a massive edge for the people who do do the time. And these lineups, like, last night, these games go off at 2 o'clock in the morning. And last night, we were in our Discord chat, and some guy got scratched. I don't know right. who he was. I don't know his name. I can't even pronounce his name, but he wasn't playing. And some guys in our Discord chat like, yeah, I get this guy out. So I got him out, put in this other guy. That wasn't easy information to find. Like, these lineups come out. They don't come out as late as basketball, but they come out late. So, because of that, there's a massive edge if you're paying attention and you're up at 2 o'clock in the morning to get this information. Because I think the news literally dropped like around one thirty. I was showing uh, one of our guys my lineup. Like, he's like, yeah, that dude's not even playing. You're going to get a zero. I'm like, oh, let me make a move. Who's in? And he showed me how to find the lineups. And I switched it out. I ended up making some money last night. But that guy was probably 10%, 15% owned because he was on a popular team, a popular stack. So, Listen, the game's going to evolve. Hopefully, we get our normal sports back. You know, it's cool that NFL free agency is going on right now because we have something to kind of keep us busy with on SportsCenter. But I've been my, I've been focusing my attention on stuff that I can enjoy right now, which is my family. Uh, I get to spend a lot of time with my daughter and my wife, and I'm working out. I haven't had a time to work out in a long time. You know, I've been so busy with the site, with hosting these serious shows and everything else that goes on in my life. So, I've been taking full advantage. I I, I, I got to say, I haven't been bored at all. And I also haven't done any chores around the house yet. So I still got work to do. Um, but, you know, it's been a pleasure doing the show. We want to do more shows um, on Sirius. So we're going to be with you um, every Saturday, five to seven, every Sunday, five to seven, and hopefully filling in during the week sometime. If uh, if anybody's not available, we're going to try to pick up some more shows to be with you. And hopefully we get some some information about some some new sports are going to be on DraftKings and FanDuel. And, you know, our, our bread and butter, what me and David do for a living is play DFS. So we're going to try to get more involved in whatever sports available through DFS. So, you know, stay tuned. There's going to be more shows after us. There's going to be more shows before us. We're going to be rocking out. Even though the coronavirus has taken over New York City, we're still going to be doing a lot of shows. So, David, where can they follow you on Twitter? Yeah, you can come follow me on Twitter at Tenacious D. Jones or read all my
1: content or watch our YouTube videos over at WindDailySports.com.
0: Yeah, so check us out at WindailySports.com. I'm Jason Mizra. You can check us out on Twitter at WindDailyDFS. Like I said, there'll be more shows after us, so stay tuned to SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio.